In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness there is no God but Allah, who we believe came in the person of Master Father Muhammad. We thank him for raising up for us a messenger because it did say that every nation received the messenger speaking their language. That is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the eternal leader of the nation of Islam. And I thank those two for leaving for us in our midst a divine warner and God, um, the Jesus in our midst today, honestly, that is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It's in there three names I would like to greet you all with the greeting words of peace. We say it in the Arabic language of Assalamu alaikum. Um, I want to do this podcast about um, the upliftment of the black man. And it is from a lecture from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I'm going to give commentary on it. If you want to watch it without my commentary, you can go to the upliftment of the black man. Um, by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. But today we're going to delve into it. And if anybody would like to join on the show and come on with me and share your perspective while I'm live, you can go to uh, www.benxlive.com. Before we get started, man, let me know in the comment section, are, is my camera good? Is my quality good? Um, is the words matching up with my mouth? Is my audio good? Before we move forward, let me know in the comment section, so we can get this going. Uh, shout out to the ABS team. Shout out to Brother Seven, Brother AP, who came over today and helped me set up my studio. So y'all see I got my lighting going. I got the pictures in the back. So, man, this thing is looking real good, I believe, man. So, uh, okay, Brother Joshua said we all good. Let's get right to it, y'all. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his apostle. I greet you with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, brothers and sisters, it is my great uh, privilege and pleasure once again to have this opportunity to share with you some of that which we have learned as a result of our being students of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Last week, we talked about the true mission of Musa or Moses, a man that lifted up the Caucasian race from their 2,000-year sleep in the hills and cave sides of Europe. It took Musa or Moses 22 years to deliver that message and to reform the Caucasians from their savage state in the hills and cave sides of Europe, as it took approximately 23 years for Prophet Muhammad of Arabia, peace be upon him, to lift the Arab world, or the, I wouldn't say the Arab world, but the Arabs of Saudi Arabia into the light of Islam. So Moses, uh, back 4,000 years ago, is compared to Muhammad ibn Abdullah in that Moses brought a law to the Caucasians that lifted them up, that reformed them, 
and got them ready for their world mission. Likewise, Muhammad ibn Abdullah, peace be upon him, through the law of the Holy Quran, lifted up the Arab world so that a people that were nothing, a people that were ignorant, a people that were divided by the law of Allah that is found in this book, the Holy Quran, came up from nothing and became world leaders in every field of human endeavor. So with the Caucasian people, we see that the intervention of Allah through a prophet, Musa or Moses, lifted them up and put them on the road to world conquest. Again, the Arabs, though they were ignorant and divided through the light of a prophet, through the light of God, coming to them through a prophet, Muhammad ibn Abdullah, they became united, became a light, and lightened the whole world with their knowledge. Now the light of both the Arabs and the Caucasian world is dimmed and covered and darkened because both worlds have deviated from the path of their prophets. All right, now I have to comment on this because I want to give us some context. I don't want us to watch this video and think this is only about something from 2,000 years ago. This is only about something that's applying to the Arabs at that time or the Caucasians at that time when they were being civilized by Musa. This, the principles that we hear him talk about in this video, we should be internalizing the principles that they use so that we can go out and civilize the people who are out there who we know need to be resurrected. Why do you say that brother Ben? Because we have in our Supreme wisdom lost found uh, Muslim lesson. Number one, why did Musa have a hard time to civilize the devil? Let's look at the question and let's look at the answer. Well, when we look at the devil, devil could be looked at as, as the minister has taught us, deceptive intelligence, rationalizing disobedience. Ideas and thoughts that go contrary to the will of God. Now, we know the Caucasian's nature is that, but. As an original man, my nature is the Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner, the cream of the planet Earth, God of the universe. But what about if we've been grafted into them? See, if he if, if Satan has deceived the whole world, what if he done got us? And now we're acting not as the original man, but as the owner Elijah Muhammad would say, other than ourselves. So if we're acting other than ourselves and we're going contrary to the will of God, it's a devilish mindset that we have. Now, let's look at the answer to this question. Why did Musa have a hard time to civilize the devil? Because I don't want us to just be looking at the white man or any other race. I want us to look at inside, too. OK, answer is because he was a savage. What is a savage? Savage means a person that has lost the knowledge of themselves in living a beast life or living the life of a beast. 
So if they have lost the knowledge of themselves, that's the definition, part of the definition of a savage. Has our people lost knowledge of themselves? Are there black people running around here thinking that we're inferior? Are there black people running around here believing that we are not the original man and woman and that Adam and Eve was white people and they gave birth to us? Or are there black people not understanding that you can get the recessive from the dominant, but you can't get the dominant from the recessive? So we have a job and a duty as well with those who do not have the knowledge itself. People who followed Moses, namely the Jews, have deviated from the law and teachings of Moses. And even when Allah, through his mercy, sent Jesus to them to remind them of the law of Moses and to call them back to that law that they had forsaken, they, through their hatred of the light of Jesus, and their love for the darkness of their rebellion murdered Jesus uh, according to what we have been taught of the scriptures by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and this is borne witness to in both the Bible and Quran. So when Muhammad, peace be upon him, came with a light and shone that light westward, the Jews again opposed Muhammad and the light of the Quran, and so did the Christians. And now both or all three, the Muslims, the Christians, and the Jews have their lights out. Did you hear me? I'm going to say that again. All three, the Muslims, the Christians, and the Jews have their lights out. So now what is needed is the Messiah among the Christians and the Mahdi among the Muslims to bring all of them back to the path of God that they have forsaken. So the Quran says that this book, which is the greatest light ever to have been revealed into the world, would be treated as a forsaken book. Well, if a book of light and guidance is forsaken and the book clearly describes itself as a book in which there is no doubt that it is a guide to those who guard against evil, then one who does not want to guard against evil, one who does not love the light would not love this book, Quran. So if the book is treated as a forsaken thing, then when you forsake the book, you forsake guidance. And so the Muslim world has become lost. The Christian world has become lost because they have forsaken Jesus. And the Jews have become lost because they have forsaken both Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad. So now the world is in a terrible condition on the brink of total disaster, savagery and beast-like behavior has beset the whole human family. And now the world is in need of the Messiah. The world is in need of the Mahdi. The whole world needs to come back to God.
but those in power want to remain in power. But when the Mahdi comes and when the Messiah comes, he will sit down those in power because it is those in power who have corrupted the world with their deviation from Almighty God. So, the Bible says that there will be a new heaven and a new earth for the former things shall pass away. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad explained to us that Allah will bring in a whole new universe. He has that power according to the teachings of both the Bible and Quran. But we won't be around to see that, neither our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, or way on into the future. So even though it does have some meaning on the physical level, that's a long, long, long way off. But the real meaning of it is that there will be a new religious order and a new political order. For both the religious and the political order of the world has become corrupt and is unfit now to lead the human family. So Rome has to be set down. Sorry about that, Pope. Rome has to be set down. Listen carefully. Jerusalem has to be set down and Mecca has to be set down. What does that mean? That the spiritual rulers of Mecca have to take the responsibility. The spiritual rulers of Christendom have to take the responsibility. The spiritual rulers of Judaism have to take the responsibility for the world condition. Because if you were on your job doing what you were charged to do, then the world would not be in this condition. So the spiritual leaders who have succumbed to the political leaders and they have become corrupted by politicians. So they have put their light out. So the spiritual leaders are so dominated by the politicians that the political leaders have gone astray and the spiritual leaders uh, have their religion confined to the mosque, confined to the synagogue confined to the cathedrals. Don't interfere with the politicians as they go about messing up the whole world for us to live in. So since they have failed in their duty to stand up against the corrupt political leaders, then God comes to sit down the religious and the political leaders. There will be a new heaven and a new earth and the former things shall pass away. Now, where will this new heaven and new earth come from? It will come from a most unlikely place. All praise is due to Allah. Dear beloved Muslims and Christians, we must stop taking our religious scriptures for books of the ancients. We should stop looking at the Bible as stories of the ancients. We should stop looking at the Quran as stories of the ancients. But Allah, in his wisdom, gives us history of what went before us so that we will see what is going on right now. These are illuminating books that will illuminate the world condition for us and guide us through the fall and destruction of this present world order. Now, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. 
Well, Moses had to lift up a savage, the son of man that is talked about in the Gospels is the son of a man. We are all sons of men, but this is a peculiar and special kind of human being. He's a man coming from a man. He was in a savage condition, but he was lifted up from that savage condition to become an, an extraordinarily powerful and wonderful human being. And through that wonderful man that was lifted up from savagery, God would bring in a new world order. The scripture says of this one that he would be the stone that the builders rejected. The scripture says of this one he would be the first fruit of them that slept and the first begotten of the dead. Well, if we look at a sleeping world. We never see Caucasians as asleep. They've been wide awake and on the case for thousands of years. They are world rulers because they are wide awake. You are not ruling as you used to rule because you are fast asleep. So a fruit will come up from those who sleep. Some of us are not asleep. There are some of us who are actually dead. For when you're asleep, you have a consciousness that is suspended. And when you awaken, consciousness comes back to you. But when a people are dead, you have to raise them from the dead, form them totally, make them all together over again. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, all praise is due to Allah for him has made us to see and understand that the dead represent the total human family, but a specific member of that human family will have been totally destroyed and rejected by all the others. Now, who might that be? Of course, that is you and me, the black people of America, the Western Hemisphere, and the world. We are not asleep, we are dead. Dead to the knowledge of God, the knowledge of self, and the knowledge of others. You don't have a consciousness even when you wake up, you are unconscious. So God has to produce a mind for you and produce knowledge to give you to produce consciousness. Oh, that's something. Even when you're awake, you're asleep. It is not that you are a people that cannot achieve. You just do not have what it takes to achieve what you want to achieve because you are absent of that kind of knowledge due to the destruction of slavery and its after effects. So, as Musa or Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, and as Muhammad ibn Abdullah, peace be upon them both, lifted up the Arabs in the wilderness, here are nearly 40 million black people in America who need to be lifted up. There are hundreds of millions of Africans who need to be lifted up. In the Caribbean, in Central and South America, and all over the world, dark people need to be lifted up. Is that right? Yeah. All right. But now, in America, you are not only in a savage condition, as we mentioned last week, a savage is a person that has lost the knowledge of self. 
and is living the life of a beast. You and I are that. We have lost the knowledge of self, and this is why you have Black History Month. It's sickening that they would give you first a week and then a month to discuss a history that is infinity. Listen carefully. They give you one month to discuss what? Your history. Well, why would you discuss it? It's because it's a thing lost. And when you don't know what was, you are incapable of understanding what is, therefore you're ill-prepared for what is yet to come. So you now must know your history. And uh, one of our great uh, black uh, scholars said that as a tree without roots is dead, a people without a knowledge of their history is likewise dead. So here are 30 million dry bones, if you will, in the valley. 30 million people who are mentally, morally, socially, politically, spiritually, intellectually, and economically dead. People that need to be resurrected. A stone that all of the builders have rejected. But out of you is going to come a son of man. Out of you is going to come one that God will lift up and he will do the work of lifting others. That's a hard job because to lift you up from savagery alone is the most difficult job any human being has ever had because nobody has ever raised somebody from the dead. Jesus, in raising Lazarus from the dead, proved that the Spirit of God was in him. In fact, the word Emmanuel means God is present. Uh, God is with us. Elijah means God is with us. God is present. Well, when a man raises a thing that was dead, you don't have to ask, is God in the world? Is God coming? God is present because no man has the power to raise something that is dead back to life again. So when Jesus came into the world. That's deep. Let's look at that. In other words, whenever we see a people being raised, that's God. He raised the dead by Allah's permission. Gave sight to the blind by Allah's permission. Made the deaf speak by Allah's permission. So how do we know when the God is present? When the dead are being raised, period. When the dead are being raised, and of course, this, is, this isn't physically, this is mentally and spiritually, this is when we know. So if you want to judge a man, don't judge a man by his money, not by his cars, not by his houses, not by his businesses. By the mission and the duty that Allah has given to the believer. Well, how do you know what duty that has been given to the believer? What if, you know, what if it ain't his duty to, to raise the dead? Well, when I was reading John 14, 12 in the scripture, it reads, those who believe will be doing the works that I'm doing. That's what it said. 
those who believe would do the works that I'm doing. Well, when I think about it, and if y'all agree, you can put it in the comment section. If you disagree, you can put it in there. But he gave life to the dead. That was one of his works. Spreading the gospel, giving life to the dead, making the blind see, making the deaf hear, making the dumb speak. Now, you're going to be able to do this in a different way. You're going to be able to have your own personality. You may do it through music. Somebody else may do it through a film. Somebody else may do it through a lecture. Somebody else may do it through writing. But the mission is and the purpose is the resurrection of the dead. So scripture says you can tell a tree by the fruit that it bears. So when we are judging somebody, let's 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 be careful in our judgment. Let's look and see, do they got works of raising the dead? And if we, and if they do, maybe you shouldn't be so quick to judge how they doing it if the job is getting done. Because as the minister said, this is how we know, man. God is present when the dead are being raised. And this is our mission. This is our purpose to give life to the dead and, and, and resurrect the God inside of our people as well. So I just want to make that point real quick, man. Let's let's pick up that mission. It's the hardest job, as he just stated, given to man. That's what the Honorable Muhammad said. It is the hardest job given to man because the very people that we're striving to help, the very people who we're striving to resurrect will be an enemy to us as well. Not our trill, not our... Uh, <laughs> I said trill. I was trying to say true and real, but that's not our true, real, open enemy by nature. Nah, been made an enemy unwittingly in a conspiracy against ourselves due to the what? Lack of knowledge. And let me say this before I get back to the minister. Brother Jake was, Dr. Jake was speaking about ants, right? And he was speaking about the importance of the ants and how when they drill holes into the ground, they are very important because when the water comes down, the water now has holes that can go where the water can go deep enough to, you know, replenish the earth, you know, with the, with the water, you know, uh, uh, um, nourish the roots, you know, water them roots. And when you think about the purpose of the ants and how the ants have a divine purpose, even for the human being, it causes you to think differently about what you're looking at. Follow where I'm going with this. When I know the purpose of an ant, I don't go around killing ants like I used to when I was younger. You know how I used to step on ants, step on ants, bro. Y'all probably wasn't that bad to step on the ant pile, but you know, mess up an ant pile, throw something in the ant pile. You see the you see the ants going wild. You stepping on them. You throwing juice on them and soda. You pouring all kind of stuff on the ants because you didn't know the value of the ant. I didn't know how valuable the ant was to the earth. So when I what 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 are you saying, brother Ben? When I get knowledge of self. The minister teaches us that leads to love for self. 
Love for self leads to respect for self. And if I'm only a reflection of you, once I get that knowledge of self, I understand who you are. I see how valuable you are to God. How can you love God whom you've never seen yet hate your grown brother who you see every day? Scriptures say you are a hypocrite and a liar. Wait, what is that saying? I believe that the principle of that is that God is the essence of your brother. You're lying. So once we see the value, the true value of our brother and sister, we don't look to be easily. Uh, we don't look to easily kill them, destroy them, talk down on them because I understand his value. Like I now understand the value of the ant. Who want to pull it out? From the dead, he was a witness that God was present in him. To do that particular work. Now in the Quran. In the 20th surah. It deals with Moses. Primarily. The 19th surah. Which is surah Maryam. Deals with Jesus. So we have these two chapters. Dealing with these two great servants of God. Jesus and Moses. So I'm, I'm moving quite quickly because I don't have a lot of time today, but I want you to hurry and grasp this because it's not difficult. It's very easy to understand. You are in a similar condition to what you read in the scriptures of Pharaoh and Israel and the children of Israel. Is that right? You are under a modern Pharaoh, aren't you? And you are yet like the cave dwellers in Europe, the Caucasians. You are in a savage condition, ill-formed, as they were ugly. In living that cave life, you and I have become ugly by living a beast life, following after former cave dwellers. Will you agree that we are ugly? Not ugly in features, but ugly in disposition. Ugly in attitude, ugly in the foul spirit that we exhibit one toward another. We don't have love for self, love for one another, love for our children, love for our women. Is that right? That's a sign that you are ill-formed and need to be reformed. You're in a savage condition. All right. In that condition, you have been rejected by the entire world, and you reject one another. Is that right? Now the Caucasian people that rule black people have an inordinate amount of power. They rule the heavens, the earth, and the sea. And they don't want justice and freedom to come to you and me. So whoever would lift you up has to lift you up against the power of the modern powers that rule this world. Is that right? Yes, sir. So if you are to be lifted up and America does not want to see the black man up united and free because if you are up consciously with knowledge united you can break the power of their grip on us and go on and chart a new course for yourself. Mm, good teaching, brother minister. Hey, I seen somebody say I want to uh, interview them or maybe I can interview them. I don't know about interview you, but if anybody would like to share some words about this, what you're hearing, 
you can go to bnxlive.com and you will be able to join the show and we can hear from you your words and your thoughts about this. But as I heard the minister talk about that, uh, I thought about an airplane and how powerful an airplane has to be to defy the gravity. It has to be going at a certain speed and it has to have a certain amount, amount of uh, horsepower to be able to defy gravity and go against the gravity to be able to lift above this particular plane. Now, when I think about that principle, we are living in a world where there is gravity coming down on us as black men, as black women. There is um, a weight on our shoulders. We have those who don't like us. We used to have laws literally against us. We have shows that propagate things and movies that propagate things against us. We have our own people, unfortunately, that be against us as well. So in order for us to defy that gravity, defy that weight that's on our shoulders as a black man and woman, we must have enough power on the inside. This is knowledge. This is wisdom. This is understanding. This is a teaching that is the prerequisite to us raising as a black man and woman. We must have enough power on the inside to defy the heavy load that's on our shoulders. Because what he's talking about in uplifting the black man, in resurrecting the black man and woman, he said it is the hardest job. Yeah, harder than FedEx. Harder than that warehouse job. Harder than that trucking job. Harder than that job you've been on all, all day and you've been hurting your back. It's harder than that. So we must have a knowledge. We must have a certain control. We must learn how to rise above emotions into the thinking of God to carry out this duty that we have been given. Heavy. So if you break the grip of white America on yourself and chart a new course for yourself, you will also chart a new course for the nation. Listen carefully. America's own salvation depends on your own resurrection. Listen now. As you become the leader in music, you understand? When you play your note, they listen. And then they play a note after you. They're born to follow you. They follow you in style in music. They follow you in style in basketball. They follow you in style in football. Yes. They followed your fathers in style, in medicine, in philosophy, in government, in law, in commerce. They followed our fathers. It is not a crime. They should follow the original. We have followed them to our detriment. And if they turned around and followed us in the condition that they were in, they would double their loss. But if we became resurrected and they followed us, they would follow us out of darkness into the marvelous light of God. But the powers that be don't want to see you resurrected because once you are resurrected, you would chart a new course and America could save herself. 
they would rather go to their destruction than see black people lead them aright. This is why they fought so hard against the campaign of Reverend Jesse Jackson. He had the right mind, the right moral idea to lead America aright and get her out of the condition that she's in. But they would rather go to hell in a ship that is sinking than to say that a black man led them out of the condition that they're in. All praise is due to Allah. So the job of waking you up is a difficult task. Yes, the job of cleaning us up is a difficult task. The job of reforming us is a difficult task. In fact, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, it is the hardest job ever given to a human being in the annals of human history. No person that ever walked the earth has ever been given a job to clothe put sinews on bones that are dry, dead, dry bones. Nobody had that task until the Son of Man was given such task. In the 37th chapter of Ezekiel, the Son of Man is talking to the Lord. And the Lord says, Son of Man, can these bones live? And the Son of Man said, Lord, only thou knowest. I'm not into that, Lord. <laughs> I'm trying to live myself. I don't know whether these bones can live. He said, well, son of man, go to the bones and prophesy unto them. Give them the word, and the word will start the bones to germinating. But in that valley, it doesn't tell you the opposition to the word. You just see a man preaching word and bones rattling. But that's a picture. Get the picture. You are the people that need the word. Every time a leader comes up with a good word in his mouth that will start you shaking in the valley, immediately the powers that be silence the voice. Condemn the word. So the bones remain dry bones scattered in the valley. But when God raises that son of man, he will not be denied. He can't be opposed and uh, successfully because God is with him. So therefore when that son of man comes he will be opposed by the government, opposed by the leaders, but nevertheless God is with him so he will make a mark on his people. So in this Quran, in the 20th chapter, Moses is called to deliver the children of Israel. Beloved uh, black people in our listening audience and you at the Final Call building, as long as you look backward and think this is talking about yesterday and not apply the principles of what you see in yesterday's history to yourself, then you will be misreading the Quran, misreading the Bible. Now look, are we in a similar condition as the children of Israel in Egypt? Did Egypt oppress the children of Israel for 400 years? Has America oppressed us for 400 years? Have we been asked to make bricks out of straw or to make a, a living out of nothing? Then you see a similar condition. Only when you read the Bible, Pharaoh didn't hang the slaves, didn't burn the slaves, didn't castrate the slaves, but you have been burnt and shot 
and castrated. And today, while they talk about terrorism in the world, we live under police terrorism in the ghettos of America. Is that right? In a recent television interview with BBC of London, I happened to see the telecast. They sent us a copy of what they produced in London. And they uh, questioned one of our dear uh, respected preachers, Reverend Wyatt T. Walker of Canaan Baptist Church in New York City. And when they asked him about Louis Farrakhan and the controversy that is swirling around Louis Farrakhan, Y.T. Walker said to them, you must remember that Farrakhan is made in America. I don't know how the Reverend meant that. In other words, he was saying to them, if you don't like Farrakhan, remember, if you hadn't been what you were, you wouldn't have to deal with Farrakhan as he is. That's a very pregnant point that he made. I'm sure he didn't know the depth of what he was saying. No, no, he didn't. No, he said it, but he didn't know the depth of what he was saying. But I would like to explore it just for a, a second or two. That he may probably hear this tape and understand a little better what it means, made in America. See, all messianic or prophetic figures, all leaders that come out of the people are made by the circumstances of the people that called them into existence. There would have been no need for a Moses if there were no Pharaoh and no oppression. Do you hear what I'm saying? There is no need for a deliverer if there's nothing to be delivered from. There is no need for Jesus if the world did not call him into existence by the world blinding the people with the touch of Satan. You wouldn't need a man to open the eyes of the blind, make the deaf hear, the dumb speak, and raise the dead to life if that condition did not call the man into existence. So when you say made in America, what did you mean? You meant that the conditions of deprivation the condition of blindness, the condition of death on black people, the condition of oppression and tyranny has called into existence a deliverer. And I am saying to the world that that deliverer is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, whether you want to accept that or not. The same things that white folks say of me today, they said it of Elijah Muhammad yesterday. He was number one, I'm number two in that line. Well, then, where's the parallel in the scripture? Let me read it for you. After Moses had been raised and missioned and sent to his people, Moses said, according to the Quran in the 20th chapter, the 25th verse, he said, my Lord, expand my breast for me. That's a very powerful statement. I want to just touch them because each one of these statements, you can teach a whole subject on it, but we don't have time today. Expand my breast 
for me. What does that mean? When your breast expands, what does that mean? Here's your breast, your chest area, the chest cavity, which carries your lungs and your heart. These two powerful organs of the human body. The heart that pumps the blood and the lungs that take in oxygen. He said, my Lord, expand my breast for me. If you enlarge my heart, physically I can get sick. But if you enlarge my heart spiritually, it means that my love will not be narrowly focused on only those that are my immediate people. But if you expand my breast for me, you will expand my feelings of love and commitment and compassion for more than what it was before I made that prayer. If you look at Moses, Moses was nationalistic because he came to make a nation out of Israel. Jesus started off on that same narrow level as did Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. He had to first make a nation and then expand. Jesus said to his disciples, go ye not into the way of the Gentiles, nor into the way of the Samaritans, but go ye to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Is that right? Yes, sir. He was telling his students, his disciples, don't Focus on anybody else but the lost sheep. But at another point in time, Jesus said, Go ye into all the world and teach this doctrine. All right, we have somebody on named G West, but you got to turn your camera on. If you want to join on the show, you got to come on and turn your camera on and then... uh we can go from there. Yeah, your camera's not on. Turn your camera on, and if anybody else would like to come on and share some words and give some feedback, you can go to bnxlive.com, www.bnxlive.com. Muhammad first started, his message was directed to the Arabs and it was directed to a condition that was prevalent among the Arabs. But the Quran as a book was for the totality of humanity. But he first had to make a nation, make a people from nothing. And he had to clear this people of the social conditions that had left them uh, in an ignominious state where nobody wanted them. After he cleared them of these initial conditions, the understanding of this book, Quran, gave them a universal perspective and a universal mission. But he could not start them off universally. He started them off nationalistically and then grew them to universal proportions. 
Hear me well. A man cannot think universal if he's thinking tribal. Did you hear me? If the Arabs were into tribes, how in the world could you teach them the universality of the whole human family? You first had to make them see that the tribe that they belonged to belonged to this other tribe and to bring them together. So Muhammad had to contract marriages and he married women of other tribes to unite tribes. I have made you into tribes and families and nations. But from the tribe comes the family. From the family comes the nation. So he had to first make a nation and then expand their breast with a message that would send them to the whole world. You have to be made the same way. Beloved Muslims, you criticize Elijah Muhammad as a teacher of black nationalism. It is because you don't understand the process of the growth and development of a dead people. This is a dead people who don't have a self-respect and a self-concern and a self-direction and a self-determination. How then can you teach them of universal things when they have not learned the fundamental things about themselves? So Elijah Muhammad had to start where the people were and where they are is that they've been taught all their lives to hate the blackness of their skin. So Elijah Muhammad had to make you learn to love your black self and then move you from the love of your skin to the love of your nature. Come on. And your nature is righteousness. But he couldn't get you to be righteous until he first made you to love who you were because the enemy had made us hate self. Do you understand? Is it clear? Now you a tribe today, the NAACP tribe, the Push tribe, the Urban League tribe, the Baptist tribe, the Methodist tribe, or the First Baptist tribe, and the Second Baptist tribe, the Lutheran tribe, the Methodist tribe, the Church of God in Christ tribe, the Holiness tribe. You're all into denominations, is that right? Which are like tribes. You don't even see yourselves as a whole people. So somebody has to give you a common denominator that will link all of the tribes together so that we can see ourselves as a people again. Then when you get to see yourself as a people, you can't stop growing because God got a mission for you. So he has to expand your breast and make you see the totality of the human family as your field. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us, big field awaits the wide awake man to work out in. That's right. Help me arise the dead nation by the thousands. Hmm? So here the word is given, my Lord, expand my breast for me. I see there's more growing that I have to uh, endure expand my breast help me give me a greater capacity to know my lungs i'm only breathing in so many and so many cubic feet of air but if you will expand my breast for me i can take in more air i can take in more inspiration i can take in more knowledge 
then I can be a better servant, not just to this few that you have given me, but to the whole world. So, as Jesus said to his disciples, there are many of this fold that are not necessarily of this flock. I have many more that are not of this fold. Praise be to Allah. He says, expand my breast and ease my affair for me. Now, you know, when a man got this kind of job on him, as God put on the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, a job of waking up, resurrecting black folk from death, that's a job. You don't need no other job. That's not a gig. That's not a short-term thing. You die and leave work to be done on that kind of job, so you need help. When you got a job like that that's going to last beyond your life, you need help. Somebody that will come up and see you struggling with the heavy load and say, I will help you lift it up. A man that got a job like that needs help, not lip service, not talk. He needs help. Come on, man. All praise is due to Allah. Well, we stopped at 38, 24. As he said, man, a man on that type of job need help. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is that man for us. Would you agree he's giving us the word and has broken it down and has made it so plain for us? Can we agree that he's given us study guides that will guide us through this dark hour that we're in and going through? Has he not shown us how and given us study guides on how to overcome uh, our emotions, rise above emotions into the thinking of God? Has he not gave us the knowledge of the God within me? Has he not showed us about the struggle for balance has he not given us the time and what must be done has he not taught us about relationships about business about farming about mindset about manifesting what hasn't he prepared us for mentally for what we're going through in this spiritual warfare because this scripture said we war not against flesh and blood spiritual wickedness man and principalities in high places He's given us that and he needs our help to reach the youth. His, his, he, he wanted to take it to every nook and cranny. Can we help him take it to every nook and cranny? Can we be examples when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has taught us that you never have to condemn a dirty glass, just put a clean one next to it? Can we strive to be upright to him who originated the heavens and the earth so we can be an example for what he's done? So we can be an example and show that all the work that he has put in, all the time that he has put in, all of the words of guidance that he has given us has not gone in vain. He's been a father for, for many of those who did not have a father. Has he not taught us how to think? Has he not introduced us to the words and the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that has saved many lives? Has he not, family? Has he not introduced us to a diet? Now, excuse my book, 
But has he not introduced us to a diet? How to eat to live? Has he not shown us the diet one meal a day? Has he not given us a word and produced men that has helped take us up, take us off of pork? Come on, man. Has he not made the scripture plain for us so that we can see how it relates to us so that we're no longer thinking that it's just a word and something from 2000 years ago? Has he not shown us and taught us about the reality of God? Then damn, let's help the man. Don't just say, oh, pray be to Allah. Yes, sir, brother, it is a pray. Pray be to Allah. No, man, let's represent him. Don't be afraid to stand on who we standing with. Don't abandon the mission because a, 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 a brother done did you wrong or a sister done did you wrong or you done went through something in your life. He was there for you. He's the one who you hearing in the back of your head when you're going through trials and you're going through dark times. You, you hearing this lecture in your head and we give up on him. We stop helping him. Because of what somebody else done said to us and about us. You know, it probably wasn't his way. So no, he don't want to just see us clap. He don't want to just see us look good in our bow ties and our civilized dresses. No, he want to see us go and help raise us as a people, man. With them study guys he done gave us, with them books he done interest to, introduced us to, with them lectures he done gave us, man. That's what he wants. So don't get here now and think, oh, I got to go find something else. See, we online, we're on the internet, and everybody introducing all kind of little other stuff to you. And you like, well, let, let me lead it to you. I, you know, I've been in the teachings a long time, and I guess I'll go try some. You ain't even extracted. We ain't even extracted, man, the true meat of the teachings, man. We ain't even looked into how to understand the supreme wisdom. What do the problem book even mean? What did all them numbers mean? Huh? Come on, man. The student enrollment, what is it for? What do it mean? Yeah, you can remember it and we can quote it. But, man, what is the depths of it? What is the real meaning behind it? Why does Muhammad or any Muslim murder the devil? Oh, yeah, well, we can quote it, sound, make it sound real good. How much is the land? 57,255,000 square miles. What about the water? 139,685,000 square miles. Yes, sir. You can quote that thing. But why did he give us these numbers? What is it for? IMGT class, IFOI class. Are we taking it for granted? Damn, what else do we want the man to do? Let's just keep it 100. What else do we want him to give? Do you want him to come build your home? You want him to come brush your teeth for you, don't you? We want this man to come fold our clothes. This man has sacrificed 
if we knew what he was going through health wise, the man said, I never come to the, to the rostrum high on no pills or no pain medicine. Cause I want to come to you sober. What kind of sacrifice you think the minister ain't went through no pain. Think the minister ain't went through no trial. You think the minister ain't had no envy and jealousy. The little stuff we be going through be punk stuff compared to what he done been through. And we ain't really been tried yet. We need help, man. Come on, man. Don't leave like that. Don't leave like that, man. Don't, don't, man. That man that been fighting for you 40 years before some of us was even born. And we done gave up on the six month. He been, he got 60 plus years in the game. And we give up in six months, six days, six years. Oh, I'm through with this. I can't do this. I, you know, I can't. Nah, I just. Come on, family. Come on, man. Think about if he would have gave up. I want y'all to think about this. Now, I know we don't like to think, think much of ourselves, but I hope this perspective that I'm, I'm about to give y'all could really do something with your heart. I don't know. When Master Father Muhammad came, I haven't, now I may be wrong. I, I got, man, I got Mr. The Black Man right here. Man, I got Our Savior Has Arrived right here. Man, I got Fall of America. Man, I got some books. I have not, I'm, I have yet to read where Master Father Muhammad came to make two gods. If I if I'm if I missed it, show it to me. But I got Mr. the Black Man right here, man. I got Fall of America. Man, I got uh man, I got man, hey, I got them things. Closing the gap. I did not read where it says he came to make two gods. I just I ain't seen it yet. But I have seen where he came to make us as a people, gods, beings exercising force and power. Now, here's the perspective I want to give. If the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan would have quit decades ago because he was going through trials, he was going through envy. He was going through jealousy. He was going through struggle. None of us are exempt. Quran says struggle is ordained. So we know he was going through a big struggle, big trials, just like any one of us. If he would have stopped and gave up years ago, how many black men, how many black women would be dead today? Just, 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 just think about it. How many black women would be dead or lost today? How many black fathers would be misguided today? How many black people, period, just would be so lost today, wouldn't have no knowledge of self, no wisdom, no teaching, no principles that they can stand on to help guide them through the hardship of life? How many people? Somebody said, why say that as far as two guys? Because 
we know that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has shown what a God looks like, in my humble opinion. So in other words, what I'm saying is he didn't come to just make them two. I never read where he came and just, he, he came 9,000 miles to raise two black men. I, I, didn't, I, I ain't read that. I didn't hear where, he, where this knowledge that he brought was only made for two black men to rise. I, I, I haven't read that yet. But what if they wouldn't have done their job? How many would be lost? So now as you simmer on that question and you analyze that question and it's in your heart and your mind and your spirit, how many people, I mean, even you, where would you be? Without the teacher, I'm, I mean, I, I'll probably be somewhere still trying to play basketball. I'm going to just keep it 100 with you. I, man, I'm telling you, I'll probably be somewhere trying to who get on somebody, trying to go overseas, still trying to make it in basketball, miserable, don't really want to play. I'll be overseas, bored in the mug, over there with people I don't know. I'll be bored, just be, oh, man, I don't know what I'll be doing. Now, if you, now as you analyze that, now I'm asking you the question. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan not going to be here forever, family. Not physically. As much as we would want him to. Not possible. Now think about that little sister. Think about that little brother who's not going to hear his word unless you take it to him. Now y'all sit on that now. Analyze it. Think about that little brother who would have never known about these teachings unless you shared it. Would have never known who a Farrakhan is unless you represented him. Come on, man. Y'all ain't y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't listening. I don't think y'all listening. Y'all, you think we think too, you, you, we think too small of ourselves. Now the minister been telling us for years who we are, but I don't think we believe him. I don't think we believe him. See, he got a lecture called the four Jesuses. And at the end, he breaks down the four Jesuses and said, there may be five. I don't think we heard him. My phone, I done lost my phone, y'all. Oh, my phone right here in my face. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. I don't know if we heard him, family. When he said, where my book at? When he says, God said, I'm going to send saviors after them. He put the apostrophe on the other side. I don't know if we believe him. When he said, Jesus made the dumb speak. That means he raised them up to go speak. I don't know if we believed him. When the scriptures say you would do even greater works. Come on now. Listen to me. Even greater things. Wow. Because I got to go to the father. I don't know if we believe that. We read it. We quote it. We talk about it. But do we believe that? Now, the importance of the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan, high importance, the man of God. 
but many of us got to be messengers of the messengers. Many people would not know who he even is without you. And think about when you neglect your duty, how many people you are allowing to not be saved. Think about how many people you are not allowing to hear the man who gave you life. Even if it's a, I don't know what's that. How that, let me read the scripture. Even if you just got a bear witness in the, and, and, and use the power of your testimony. Look at this right here. Look at this. Even if you got to say this out the scripture, y'all, and then I'm about to close. I'm about to close out. Watch this right here. Look at John 9, 24. So for the second time, they called in the man who had been blind and told him God should get the glory for this because we know this man, Jesus, is a sinner. Uh-oh, y'all know how they try to do the minister. Oh, he's a hate teacher. He's a bigot, homophobic. He's misogynist. He this, he that. Oh, see, when you burn witness, huh? They trying to tell you, no, man, no, man, that nigga ain't nothing. No, he just a regular man. Oh, he ain't do nothing. No, no, he did this. He did that. Oh, back in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now look at what John 9, 25 say. Look at this. He replied, this the blind man. I replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, oh, this is such a wise response from the brother. One thing I do know, I was once blind and now I can see. Oh, sure. You shut him up. Even if it's just bearing witness, man, let me tell you something, brother. Oh, on the path that I was on, I was going astray. I was once blind. But now I can see. And that may be the testimony that may save a little brother who about to kill somebody next week. That may be the testimony that, oh, man, that can just really change somebody's life and say, man, he did that for you. I wonder what that can do for me. And you don't even know by you just bearing witness and being an example, you done saved the life. So I thank you all for listening. I hope I said something that was impactful. I hope I said something that was inspiring. And if I did, all praise is due to Allah. Thank you all for listening. If you all would like to subscribe to my podcast, go over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Type in Brother Ben X Podcast and you can subscribe to get the audio version every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 10 a.m. I release a new episode. If you would like to subscribe to my text list, you can text game. You see it scrolling at the bottom. You can text game, just the word game, nothing more, nothing less. Game to 214-884-4644. Text game right now. This will put you on my text list. So therefore, when I go live, or when I'm doing shows or when we got updates, I can shoot you a message and get you directly at your phone. And if you all would like to donate, Support the show on Cash App. You can do so via Cash App, dollar sign, Brother Ben X. Thank you, Miss Kimberly, for the super chat. Shout out to Miss Kimberly. I thank you so much. 
for that super chat and for your support. If you guys would like to support via Cash App, you can do so at dollar sign Brother Ben X. Um, let me give you guys an update. I'm at the house. And it feels so good to say I'm at the house. When I used to do my podcast, I used to have to drive all the way to the studio to have this type of setup. Now, shout out to Brother 7, Brother AP, our media team. They have set up a studio for me at the house. Y'all know I'm about to be going live all the time now. You know, so I know I haven't been going live as I as I used to do, but, you know, uh, I'm at the house now. I mean, I can just come in my office and just crank this bad boy up and I'm going live. So, man, I, I'm feeling good. The lighting is nice. The camera quality is good. So, man, I'm geeked. I'm excited. So y'all going to see more of me uh, coming soon, uh, more often. Of course, I still post frequently, but just me going live like this, I can get back in my bag like I used to because... It's at the house. It's set up at the house. So thank y'all, man. We still are. We always investing. We always looking in ways to make this the, the better quality. Um, and, and yeah, more convenient for me to be able to do this on a regular basis. So again, I don't want to keep talking, but thank y'all for listening. Assalamu